Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you for being here with me again today. A couple pieces of business before we get on with the show today. First, I just want to gently remind you guys to go ahead and pop on iTunes and leave a review if you like. The iDevices, I think, are the only way to leave reviews, so if you don't have one, don't worry about it. But if you have an iPad or an iPod or an iPhone or an iPass, no, I'm just kidding, iPasses won't work, um, then go ahead and click a star review and write me a little message. I love them so much. I read them all and I couldn't be more grateful to everyone who has done so, so far. And then um, I also want to remind you guys that I have a private Facebook group that you can join up with. Um, it's called Mind Body Masters and you're more than welcome to join us there. You can reach out to me in that group if you find that you have a question or need something answered. And then if you love what you're hearing on this podcast, please do share with friends and family and anyone you think might be open to um, hearing that they're powerful beyond their belief. And so today's episode is probably the most important message that I could ever give you. And it was inspired by a patient of mine who came in with a Christmas gift on Saturday at her appointment. And it was this little bracelet that said, be gentle with yourself on it. And when I opened it up and I saw it, chills kind of came over my upper body. I welled up with emotion and I knew that I had to do an episode on this. When I saw those words, it brought me right back to when I was in Peru in 2014. Um, I attended this shamanic retreat at this place called The Way In, which is a retreat center up in the Andes Mountains. And there we did some really deep introspective work. And during one of the ceremonies, I just posed a question to myself, which was, what message do I most need to hear right now? And after a little while, I saw this image of me at the age of nine or 10, standing in front of my bedroom mirror. And I hadn't thought about this memory in, I mean, since it happened. And so you could say it was this like repressed memory coming up. And it was a day where I decided to stand in front of the mirror and send hate to every part of my body. I called myself ugly, fat, stupid, lazy, weak, gross. And from that age, and probably even earlier, to be quite honest, I just thought my body was wrong for the way it looked. And I think a lot of you can relate to just this constant comparing yourself to the images that you see in magazines and movies and even my classmates. Like I felt just like a whale in comparison. I was swimming in the not good enough soup from such a tender age 
And in this vision that showed up, I could see how I really thought that somehow saying these things to myself would suddenly make my body different. It didn't. And when I was watching myself wishing my own body away, before I was even in the double digits, I heard a voice come into my awareness and it got so loud. It was like almost this deafening voice that came through and said, be gentle with yourself. Be so, so gentle with yourself. And that message repeated over and over and over. And I started sobbing uncontrollably. And it was like, for the first time in decades, I cried for the way that I had been treating myself. I was like mourning for the childhood that could have been if I had only known that the things I said to myself mattered. I cried for like probably more than an hour. And after that hour, when there were no more tears left, there was this kind of wave of inexpressible peace that came over me. It was a peace that I had like never allowed myself to feel before because somewhere deep inside of me, I thought that if I was kind to myself, that I would be letting myself off the hook. I'd be indulgent and that I wouldn't be motivated to be better. Little did I know at that time that I didn't need to be any better than I was at that moment. And everyone who loved me never treated me this way. Even I remember sitting down one day with my best friend and I was talking about how I gained so much weight and just talking about how I hated my body. And she said to me, she's like, all I see is you. I just see you. And so I wonder why are we all so hard on ourselves and why is it so easy to be hard on ourselves and how can we begin to cultivate a softer, gentler relationship with ourselves? We waste exhausting amount of time berating ourselves, forcing ourselves into guilt or blaming ourselves for the state of the world at large. We compare ourselves to everyone around us. We look at people's highlight reels on Facebook and Instagram, and we think to ourselves, well, what's wrong with me? And we always think that we should be doing better But at the same time, we don't recognize how far we've come. It's like we have these dreams and visions for ourselves. And we write down our goals. And by the time we achieve those dreams and visions and goals, we are already looking ahead to see how we could still be better. And we forget that where we've arrived was once a dream. 
And we do this because we see people around us maybe achieving more. And so rather than seeing that we've arrived, we now just feel bad for not magically being further along. So the phrase, be gentle with yourself, may sound like a quaint idea, but what does it really mean in practice? And to me, it really points to a new way of living, a new way of being that when practiced can lead to a whole new life of peace and kindness that starts with ourselves and radiates outward from our hearts. Being kind and gentle with ourselves means giving ourselves permission to be human. It lets us know that it's okay to be where we are. And we all have varying versions of our best. But for some of us, depending on where we are in life and what we've been through and maybe what's going on in our mental health, our version of trying our best might be just getting out of bed and taking a shower. And some of you listening who are still in pain are probably really hard on yourselves for that. Am I right? You might think to yourself, why is everyone else healing so quickly? What's wrong with me that I'm not healed yet? I didn't even have an A score above a three. Why am I so messed up? We tend to think that being in pain signals a defect in our character, and that is simply false. We tend to also think that being in pain means that we're doing something wrong, and that is also false. But if this chatter sounds familiar to you, it might just be that the one last piece is gentleness with self. So I want to ask you a question. What story are you telling yourself about why you're in pain? I'll give you a moment. Was that story gentle or kind? Or is it full of the same vitriol that you've been pumping into your consciousness since you were a kid? How hard are you on your body? How unkind are you to the pain itself? Do you see it as an unwelcomed enemy? Would you prefer to just remove said part of body and be done with it? And if you've been unkind to the pain itself... How do you think your brain is responding to that kind of inner treatment? What do you suppose our brains might be learning when we send this kind of treatment to our bodies just because they're hurting right now? 
Do you think that it calms our nervous system when we're hard on our bodies for being in pain? I would bet that it does the opposite. And now that I have this mind-body medicine in my corner, now that I've understood the wisdom that is within this, this knowledge, and now that I know that pain is not some structural inner defect, nor is it a sign that I'm aging and falling apart, as the world at large would have us believe about the aging process, I believe that my body is precious, even when it is hurting. My body is a sweet, kind messenger of my inner world. It is my intuition speaking through my tissues and muscles and tendons and nerves. This is the only body I've got in this lifetime. And you can bet when I first began my pain experiences 10 years ago, I didn't want anything to do with my body. And 20 years before that, I didn't want anything to do with my body because I didn't like the way I looked. And so it was 30 years of hating my body. (laughs) And it's taken me a decade of learning to see that the way that I treat my body, the way that I talk about my body, the way that I think about my body matters. And that includes my perceptions and my attitudes and my inner dialogue about my body, my assumptions, my thoughts. And thanks to Dr. John Sarno, I now know that my body is always trying to help me. It always thinks that it's protecting me from some sort of emotional, mental, or physical threat. And when it shows up with pain now, I am so thankful to have this communication system And I am finally more gentle with myself. I say to my body, thank you, body. I hear you. Thank you for letting me know that there's something going on that needs my attention. Thank you for signaling that you're seeing something that you think is dangerous. I see it too. And I acknowledge it. And I thank you so much for trying to protect me. You can stay here as long as you like. But I know that because I don't feel threatened by you or this other thing that you see in my life, that you'll probably be gone in a few days. And I'm happy to host you for this amount of time. And I'm glad that you're gently guiding me towards introspection. And so this attitude of being gentle with yourself is definitely easier said than done. It involves really like an entire paradigm shift in the way that we've been conditioned to think for generations. And in order to shift our thinking we first have to just recognize that the old way of thinking and treating ourselves is no longer serving us. 
So if you don't know where to begin with being gentler with yourself, I've compiled a few tips that can help you kind of start your journey towards self-compassion. So first, it is really super important to remember that imperfection is a part of our shared humanness. No one is perfect, and what really matters is what's kind of stewing in our hearts rather than what we've accomplished or how pain-free we are. And then I also think it's really important to carve out some time every day to just be. No phone, no computer, no audiobooks, no social media, no podcasts. Learning how to feel comfy in silence kind of signals this certain level of comfort within ourselves. So if you find yourself reaching for distractions all the time, it might just be that you don't like being with yourself and you're hard on yourself. And I understand why you don't like being with yourself because you're mean to yourself. You're the bully and the victim at the same time. And so when we're not constantly distracted, we can better hear the landscape of our thoughts and notice more clearly when we are being unkind. And the more we notice those thoughts, the more we can just say to ourselves, oh, there is another conditioned, habitual, mean, unkind thought. I'm glad I noticed it. I'm glad I know that it's not true. And the more that we notice, the more we actually strengthen this kindness to self neural pathway. And we, at the same time, starve the not good enough pathways. Another way to be gentler with yourself is to practice saying no to people and commitments that don't serve your values and people and commitments that just add extra responsibility. Sometimes we're trying so hard to uphold the image of ourselves that we've created that just says yes all the time and I will do whatever you want and please love me, please accept me, please don't reject me. And when we say no, what we're doing is we're honoring ourselves. We're not rejecting ourselves. And that is the most important piece. I love it when people say no to me. I love it when people honor their time and their space more than what I just asked of them. So practice saying no, you deserve it. Also, I want you to begin to give yourself some credit. Acknowledge yourself, celebrate yourself, celebrate ridiculous things throughout the day. Celebrate your last bowel movement, celebrate the laundry load you just got done, celebrate the half a block you just walked that you couldn't walk a month ago. You are doing a great job. No one is holding up the yardstick of comparison but you. And it's really high time you realize that. I suggested this, this way of being to a client of mine once, and I said, just celebrate everything. Celebrate the fact that you opened the refrigerator door. Ooh, I'm strong. And uh, just praise yourself all the time. And she said, oh, so you want me to be more like Donald Trump? <laughs> And I said, 
Huh. Well, yes, I guess if we can learn anything from the man, it's he loves himself. He is the king of self-compassion and self-adoration. And I think sometimes we see that and we're turned off by that because we are so the opposite. But I think we could all learn to to be a little bit more like that in our day-to-day because we deserve self-praise. And it only does our body good when we are kind to ourselves in this way. So yes, be more Trump-like. And um, that was not a political, I, I, I do not care either way. Anyway, it's also really important to be gentle with your emotions. Even after we learn this TMS stuff, the mind-body stuff, we still have this unconscious program running that says that it's not okay to feel anxiety, that it's not okay to feel sadness or depression or grief. And I say, be gentle with yourself when these emotions arise and know that the gentler you are with yourself for having them, the softer they become and the less intense they become. Allow yourself some time to embrace the sadness and turn, turn toward your fears instead of running to a distraction or telling ourselves that we're weak or out of control for having them. The other day I was, um, my husband and I went to go pick up some to-go sandwiches from our favorite breakfast place. And I ordered two vegan paninis with all the fixins. And I was so excited. They're delicious. They've got this like great homemade tempeh and like grilled vegetables and all this. And we go pick them up. I'm in a good mood. We get home. We sit down. We open them up. And there's eggs in them. And I don't eat eggs. And I was like, that was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back that morning. And I had a legitimate sad girl temper tantrum. And it was ridiculous. But I knew that it wasn't about the panini. And I allowed it to be with me. I allowed it to flow. I ran up into my bedroom. I got under the sheets. And I just had it out. And what's different about this particular tantrum versus tantrums that I've had in the past is that I didn't judge myself for it. I knew that I was, you know, that emotion was just arising and it had nothing to do with the situation at hand. Well, it had a little to do with that situation. I really was excited about that panini. But anyway, I decided to just be with it. And of course, my husband came upstairs, wanted to fix me, wanted to logic logic my way through the situation. And I was like, let me have this. <laughs> it's just emotion. Let me have this. And, um, and then after it was all over, I showered, I made some tea, and I had a breakfast bar. And it feels really good to just let myself process in this way and because I'm kind to myself also it makes me not afraid of the next time I have to deal with some unpleasant emotions and so I hope that you listening in today 
can find it within your little heart to be gentler with yourself. When you do, you'll notice that you can connect with your inner being. You can replace your fears with trust and you can learn to let go of the things that you can't control. And with practice and patience, we actually build this muscle of self-compassion. And you'll find that life is just so much easier when we're not constantly hurting our own feelings. When we're gentle with our flaws and our imperfections and our mistakes and our uncomfy feelings, we become our own long-lost friend which to me is just absolutely essential to our healing. You deserve to be gentle with yourself. You are always doing the best you can. And when you hear a voice come in that says, well, stop. You are always doing the best you can, I promise you. And when you think, oh, I should be eating less sugar, or I could be working out more, or I should be meditating more, just stop. You have arrived. There is nowhere that you need to get to. And even if you never get to grow beyond where you are now, so long as you're gentle with yourself, none of that will even matter. And in fact, I think growth is then automatic when you're gentle with yourself. You are a divine being of light and you are doing such a good job. So I just wanted to close with this quote from Titnat Han. And he said, It's like a mother when the baby is crying. She picks up the baby tenderly in her arms. Your pain Your anxiety is your baby. You have to take care of it. You have to get back to yourself to recognize the suffering in you. Embrace the suffering and you'll find relief. So thank you everyone for being exactly who you are right now. You are loved and worthy. You're doing a great job. And I'll see you next week.